Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. What is going on everybody? My name is Connor Lawler. Welcome back to another week of Movie Mondays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the week's movie news, entertainment news, and just generally having a bit of a chit-chat about everything to do with film. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, Mr. Sean Meehan. Sean, how's it going? I'm doing excellent, Connor. Well, I say excellent. My fingers are broken. Because I'll tell you, I've been coding like a madman all day. <laughs> coding like a madman? Like Is mad this man. a weird bit for one of your promotions? Yeah, we, yeah, we have a bit of admin to do right at the start of the episode here, everyone. Um, but ex- a bit of exciting news is that we now have kind of a, a central hub for the mm. podcast. A website, you might call it in the early I think 90s. the kids are calling them websites these days. No, kids are calling them webbies. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> With a Z. Uh, but no, you can go now to heroesforhire.ie um, and that's where you can get all of the episodes. Also, really handy to search the episodes, uh, like for, say, Hero or Zero on a Friday. If you want to see if we've ever talked about a character, just fucking type the name into the search bar. It'll be great. They're all there, but Also, extremely handy, heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop is now a thing. So you can just go there and access all of the uh, T-shirts, hoodies, hats, Everything, all the merch that we offer. Um, so it's it's something we've been working on in the background for a couple of months now. So hopefully people like it, people use it. And let us know what you think as well. If there's any feedback on the site, things you'd like to see added to it as yeah. well. 
because we, uh, we just felt like there were so many episodes here or zero movie Mondays weird news they're all on say Podbean or Spotify or iTunes sometimes we all know those search engines can be a bit iffy you're looking for a specific episode yeah. so if you just go to the website itself there's a search bar there type in a keyword or something you remember from the episode should pop straight up Exactly, exactly. And um, yeah, also, we're on all of those platforms. I don't remember signing us up to half of those platforms. It just does it by itself somehow. Yes. <laughs> um, I, I thought you were also going to bring up the fact that, you know, there was a certain thing called the Oscars that happened last night, Sean. Um, oh, yeah. the Oscars, you say? Yeah. Oh, um, sure, sure, surely the, 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 the most important event in you know the film industry connor surely there's I, no news coming out of that that everyone I feel is like irish people we woke up today to just twitter was on fire um, yeah. now what i will say is although objectively funny in a way um yes. also we i don't feel like i don't want to talk about too much about you know the whole violence <laughs> and the attack man being struck on stage look we don't want to get into it we don't want to get into it. We're not that sure. But look, we could talk. We could talk about who won Best Actor. Uh, that's <laughs> separate conversation. <laughs> separate conversation doesn't have to come up at all. Hey, did you see Hans Zimmer won for Dune? That's the biggest news from the Oscars I've seen. Fucking, that's the one that makes me happiest, but, you know. But I'll tell you, no, the biggest news coming out of the Oscars, and this is the only time we're going to talk about it because <laughs> this is the one. This, this is worldwide news. This is mainstream news. This is to take everybody hot in everybody's lips. Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead <laughs> won the first ever Oscar fan favourite award. So, I mean, that's oh pretty gosh. good in a year with other movies. <laughs> it, it, it is. It is, considering, like, that movie... That movie was grand, I would say. Yeah. Uh, Surely it's not a dedicated fan base spamming all of the votes just because of name recognition. Surely that couldn't be anything that Well, it was happened. a year with Dune and Far From Home and, you know, multiple other movies that I would have said would have garnered more of a, you know, a fan favourite kind well, of tag. Well, like, I mean, which which is a more fan favourite seminal moment in, say, quote-unquote comic book movies? The Flash running quite quick or all three Spider-Men meeting up for the first time? I mean, which one would you vote for yourself? Anyway. No, it was Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead, Sean. Not Zack Snyder's Justice League. No, Army of the Dead won fan favour, but best film moment was The oh, Flash running quite quick in Zack Snyder's Justice yes. League. And I mean, it was done better in Justice League Unlimited, but we're not going to get into that. We're not going to um, get into mo- that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not talking about the Oscars at all. <laughs> <It's a> good- <laughs> That's our very quick five-minute review of the Oscars. <laughs> Isn't that weird? That thing happened. But also, Hans Zimmer, fair folks to you, lad. In terms of titling this episode, like, yeah. Oscars 2022 Roundup, yeah. that'd be a great title. We're not going to yeah. use it. I, it just makes me stress. I don't want just, anyone to do any of that stuff. <laughs> no, I don't want to talk about it. Uh, I will say, though, last thing on this is that I woke up and the first tweet I saw was... Um, uh, oh, the, this whole Oscar situation has big pigeon came into the schoolyard uh, energy. <laughs> we all don't know what that means, but we know what that means. We know Sean. what that means. Um, we all know how it feels. So we are going to get back to our regularly scheduled programming. I know you're taking movie show. They're not talking about the Oscars, but at the same time, I mean, I feel like if we get into it, it's going to take like an hour. And I That's don't, the thing. If, we have if other news. 
from other weeks to talk about still. Exactly. Um, we must also say that um, we have a Patreon, if you want to head on over there. But more importantly, we you can give us the most support just giving this episode a like and review or whatever pa- podcast platform you're listening to this on. Half of them, we don't know we're signed up to, but we're probably on them. But let us um, know which one you're listening on. And, and give us <laughs> yeah. another like. Give us another um, like there. Also, one last thing on Patreon. Uh, oh no. X-Men The Last Stand review coming out tomorrow. Uh, for everyone that's the uh, third one <laughs> that's the third one the third the x-men film of the original and yeah. third and presumably they intended it to be the last x-men oh film. i hope so oh i hope so <laughs> um, so we're moving into our proper news this week sean because we start off with a piece of news or a rumor i suppose from last week that we didn't quite get to and right. it's about mark ruffalo's hulk as he oh. may be appearing, a new rumour has suggested, in Moon Knight, the show that is coming to Disney oh, Plus, shot. Interesting. Yes. In what capacity, I wonder? Because... Um, I, I don't know, because I suppose, I, to me, Moon Knight and the Hulk would never really cross in the comics. No, but, like, but the Hulk, in his, like, from what we've seen at the end of Shang-Chi... Seems to be on like a recruiting drive at the minute. Mm. So maybe this super powered vigilante pops up and Hulk is like, okay, I'll go, I'll go and chat to him. Maybe it's that kind of situation. I suppose he's taking over from Nick Fury, who's no longer around. Yeah, he's not dead. He's just in space. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't wrong, Sean. Was I grammatically (laughs) wrong? No, grammatically, (laughs) technically fine, Connor. Technically fine. (laughs) But yeah, like between this and he's confirmed to be popping up in She-Hulk as well. Mm. Um, That that would make more sense, to be fair. That does make more sense. But I I like the idea that he's... Because Thor as well is off-world. So he's like the last of the old guard who are kind of still operating as Avengers. It feels like. And I feel like if so, if one of those originals ever shows up in a project, it immediately lends credibility to that project in some sort of small way. Now, look, Oscar Isaac, I'm sure, is going to be amazing. Moon Knight is a very interesting character just by himself. But I mean, mm. to get people who aren't, you know, super into this world, they're going to be like scrolling through Disney Plus or scrolling through ads on whatever social... Like, oh, Hulk is in that show. Oh, I better check that out. I, l- I like Bruce Banner. That's the thing, yeah. It is a hard sell. And they have used Hulk before in marketing to sell a character that maybe hadn't been as popular in recent years. I'm I mean, all you, all you have to do is show Oscar Isaac's Moon Knight doing something weird, doing something cool. And then on the far side, you just have Hulk breaking into the room and then the reaction shot from Moon Knight like, oh, fuck, I'm about to die. <laughs> well, that's the thing, like, because is he Professor Hulk? Is he back to old-school savage Hulk? Like... It's hard to write that around. I, I'm not actually not quite sure. Is I think he's probably Professor Hulk, surely, if we're going through that timeline. See, he's Professor Hulk in She-Hulk. We know that much, because we've seen that in a, in a teaser. But he also shows up as just Bruce Banner in that. Mm. So he might get... He might be able to transform at will, or something like that. Um... But I, I, look, those characters, I don't know how many interactions they would have in, in, in like, the Marvel Universe. But in the Moon Knight show, it, it makes Moon Knight an easier sell 
to people who don't know about Moon Knight already. It's like, oh, but, he's got something to do with the Avengers. But between yourself, myself, and everyone listening to this shot, Moon Knight looks fucking cool anyway, so, to be so fair. Cool. It looks so cool. And we're getting, <laughs> like, outfit. every... The outfit. Oh, like, first of all, like, the Egyptian, like, the bandage costume, excellent. <laughs> the Mr. Knight white suit costume. Oh, flawless. Oh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac, Isaac looking <laughs> like himself. <laughs> Flawless. The two of us both went to that as number three. <laughs> it's Oscar Isaac. It's Oscar Isaac. How can you complain about that man? Unless he's Apocalypse, he's going to kill it. That's the now, rules. But uh, yeah, look, Moon Knight is going to be having Hulk in the show, which is a pretty cool idea. We don't know if it's going to be for an extended period or if it's maybe just for, um, you know, that one shot that they want of the Hulk being in the same room as Moon Knight. Mm. Um, maybe look, he breaks into the Avengers. Yeah, get some extra eyes on the show because I think it's going to be pretty cool. So, look, I think that we can get the get Moon Knight some maybe extra eyes, and then also he might join the Avengers if this gets enough views, Sean. Yeah, like I, I don't think it's going to do poorly because the amount of money they're putting behind this, they're very confident in it as a property. Can't be any worse than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Which was like, yeah, which is, and that's like fine, but it's yeah, not like, good. It's, but it's fine, fine, but it has the, the, the villains in that show are, hmm. Paper thin, I would pa- say. <laughs> but I mean, Falcon with the Soldier, they kill it. Very good performances from the lads. But I, yeah, yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is, maybe if this show had a villain that made sense, I think it could go a long way. Maybe if I knew anything about the villains and their motives. <laughs> Yeah. What I want is every series to have the worst killers, but everyone in the world is like, you know, they're such good people. Oh, they're such good people. And they just have to decapitate. Aren't they noble? They just blew up an orphanage. Yeah, but for the right reasons. For the right reasons. They seem like good people. Um, (laughs) So, Sean, we're moving on to our next piece of news. And this involves a sequel to a movie that I know you were excited about seeing. Um, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong was a movie that came out last year. Not a lot of people remember it. No. Um, it I mean, was, Kong has think, that fight, but whatever. It, I think it was one of the... I think that might have been the first movie back in cinemas when they first opened back up. I, I think so. There was a weird Gerard Butler one that he was convinced was going to save oh, cinema. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Greenland. Was it called Green, Greenland? I think something like that, yeah. And... That did not do well. But then Godzilla came out and everyone was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> and that did <laughs> and, fine. <laughs> and I mean, it was batshit insane. Didn't make any sense. They fought for a bit and then, you know, then, of course, there's a bigger villain. They Big did the Batman versus Superman. Um, and so you're thinking there's a sequel planned already. I mean, because that one made a bit of money, shot. So what mm-hmm. are they going to do for the sequel? They can't call it Godzilla versus Kong. They've made up. They're now friends against Mecha Godzilla. What were we to do? What if we have a Mecha Kong? Is that something? Oh, Mecha Kong! I can one up that because Godzilla vs Kong sequel reportedly has working title of Son of Kong. Oh, (laughs) so wait, they're fighting the Son of Kong. (laughs) I assume Kong has a son, and the son is grow like from a very early age is taught Godzilla's a bastard. That lad's a bastard, and he's he's me and your fa- me and him fought for years. And Jiz, when you grow up, I want you to kick the shit out of his son. But 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 yeah. he's con- like he's but mm. <laughs> where's the other big lady gorilla at then? <laughs> it's an immaculate conception, I think, kind of idea. 
Yeah, but 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 the, but Kong's no, it's, a, it's a normal sized woman. <laughs> That's horrifying, Connor. <laughs> Fight Godzilla, little baby. What if? Okay, presumably it's a clone of King Kong. Like it's made from his DNA. Be funny they if grew it wasn't him in a lab. And they, but it would be funny if it wasn't. Mm. But like, I, but 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 what's the point of this though? Because we've established both King Kong and Godzilla are just pretty good dudes. Yeah, uh, as far as monsters go. Yeah, so but some- I mean, at the same time, though, you've got a you've got a a series of movies here. There's potential lots. There's lots of no, money on the table. No, there is that only works though if there's more than two main characters. Son of the son of Kong. Next one. But son of the it- son of the son of Kong. I but mean, where does Godzilla fit into that? What happened to Big Kong? <laughs> Big Kong's retired. Oh, it's like, it's like the, you know, like, all, either all the Wahlbergs, or no, all the Baldwins, right? You've got, a, you've got old Baldwin, but he's mm-hmm. got several young sons, so he's going to set them out into the world, and it'll be Godzilla versus, like, an older Godzilla, like, he's in his 50s or 60s, and now he's, a, he's being attacked by, like, four young Kongs who are just hanging out with him. It's a swarm situation. Wasn't Godzilla born during atom bomb testing in the 50s though so he's already like 70 also, but he's, he's also a big he's lizard <laughs> <laughs> but you forget King Kong and Godzilla mm. make loads of money so what they're going to do is they're just going to keep making these movies regardless of how much sense now, they make of, or how little people Kong want them. is actually a movie from the 1930s I thought were- it was because we used to have VHS's of, and there was like a box set of King Kong movies. It, I don't think it's going to be a remake of that original film. So this is just the working title of it because, they, of course, they tried to set up their own monster verse um, with Godzilla and King Kong and all them. So this kind of carries that on. Sean, where does the story go from here? I can only assume more mecha, mecha animals. Um, Maybe un- unless it's like they just go balls to the wall and like they have to fight in the metaverse now. And like King Son of Kong has a big VR headset on him. <laughs> son of Kong, son of Godzilla, but they're like against each other in other means of combat. Maybe, maybe, uh, like unless they team up, like other guys style, and they have to solve crime. Like, what's the what? Like, the only thing I can think of is that they do the death of King Kong, where he gets shot from the Empire State Building and fucking dies. Yeah, yeah. And somehow the son of Kong sees that happen. And Godzilla now has to talk down the kid. <laughs> Godzilla becomes the father of the son He's of Kong. He's the new Kong. father figure. <gasps> so Fuck, got, and it's, it's like a ki- Batman-Robin situation. It's exactly like a Batman-Robin yeah, situation. because there was situation. no net in the circus for Kong when he fell off the Empire State Building. He died. I think you're confused about how mm. Robin's parents died. <laughs> they fell off the Empire State Building. They were shot down by biplanes. <laughs> so then you have Godzilla. He doesn't want a kid. And now he's stuck with the son of Kong. And he's like, you're shit. And then it's like a million dollar baby situation. And he trades them up until one day Kong faces the son of Kong. I should say not son actual Kong. Kong. Um, well, he, he, presumably his last name is still Kong. I could only assume. No, I'm, I'm filling Kong. in the gaps. Prince Kong. <laughs> and he gets into a fight, but then the person he's fighting 
plays dirty, pushes him onto a stool. I can only assume that's the plot of the sequel. It, he pushes him onto a biplane that's parked on the ground. <laughs> and so he dies technically. Everyone like remember where I parked. <laughs> I'm oh, going in no. for a coffee. <laughs> but that, like, that's a lot of uh, emoting for Big Lizard to do, mm. you know? And, and for Big Ape. I mean, you could make him a stern lizard. Like, he, he doesn't show a lot of emotion. You know, he doesn't show a lot of... But that doesn't yeah. mean he's stern, Connor. That means no. he's incapable of that kind of emotion. He's never learned how to love. And so he's, like, looking at this little baby cog and he's like, I don't know what to do. I mean... Here, but if you want to expand this world, there's only one logical way to go about it. And you cross it over with Pacific Rim, surely. I mean, that is... But then who wins? Uh, humanity. See, humanity. See, this, is, ca- mm. this is the issue with these Godzilla movies: is that he's he's established as a protector and like this like equalizer who just like no, there's too much power in the world. And I'm a paternal figure down. to young age. No, 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 you've put that on the lizard. <laughs> okay. So, like, he could like you. Every interaction he has is that oh, he'll have a fight. But then they realise he's on our side, and so they let him go away at the end. Yeah. Like, that's... that. Like, you can't do that every movie. I think you can. I think you just keep doing it until someone tells you that, like, this mo- this stops making as much money as it costs to made. make. Sorry. Make. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine, Connor. I'm, I, I'll be honest, I'm a little baffled as to <laughs> how people think this is a good idea. <laughs> I just want to let you know that they're working on the sequel. And it's called Son of Kong. And I feel like we'll have more updates coming up. But I'm excited to see where it goes, storyline-wise. I wanna... I, I'm more morbidly curious to see where it goes. I want the whole family tree on either side. And a group of five and a group of five fight to the death at the end. Cousin of Son of Kong. <laughs> Cousin of Son of Twice Removed, Uncle Kong. Uncle Kong. Uh, well, it'll be Uncle Godzilla, surely. That's of course. <laughs> um, so we are moving on, Sean, to our next piece of news. Now, we've already spoken about Moon Knight, but what I wanted to bring up this week is some pretty exciting news about the next Marvel project. Because oh. now that Moon Knight is getting created, Miss Marvel, you've got She-Hulk, a lot of cool, interesting ideas for a series of characters we probably wouldn't have maybe expected them to do. Um, but of course, with Disney Plus, they could do whatever they want, yeah, and, and they infinite just need, money. They just need two or three to hit, and they have a whole new Avengers. So, I mean, why not? Um, but what we've learned is that they are now currently working on a new project for a new character in the Marvel universe, and that is Nova. As Holy shit! Marvel is creating a Nova project with the Moon Knight writer. That's really interesting. Now, look, I can't speak to how Moon Knight is written because it hasn't come out yet. True. But Nova as a character is really, really cool. Mm. Uh, We did a Hero Zero on Nova a while back. Basically, uh, Richard Ryder, uh, last kind of, it depends on the version, usually like last survivor of uh, uh, Advanced Alien Race, part of the Nova Corps, kind of a space police kind of a deal. But he has all the knowledge of everyone who was ever in the Nova Corps. Um, so this would be the first Disney Plus Marvel series to really delve into, presumably, more of the space stuff. Am I right there? Aside because from I, Loki. To me, Lova just is like the Green Lantern 
that yeah. so like to to go into that in terms of a show or especially a Disney Plus show that budget it would be very hard to show it across they haven't mentioned if it's a movie or a television series but they are moving forward with the project now I mean to me I would assume it's probably a project for Disney Plus um, it'd be weird yeah. to just have Nova as his own movie but then again the Turtles have their own movie so what do we know um, true but Nova is a character that, if done right, you have like a brand new, like fan favorite in there, just built in because he's a very cool character, like super speed, flight. I mean, he's he's also he, to me Richard Ryder's also a bit younger normally. Like, yeah, he's usually like a sixty. He's Peter Parker in space, basically. That's that's I mean, Nova as a character. That's your selling point. If if you're going to do anything to any studio, like oh, well, Peter Parker makes a lot of money. Why don't we just do Peter Parker but in space yeah. and combine it with Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, that'll definitely happen. And there'll yes. be like, and then Star Lord is like his Tony Stark. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible influence. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I think. This got announced this week and I was like, holy shit, that's actually such a cool idea. But also then I was like, oh, I hope it's done well because Nova's a character that could, you could either do this really, really well or it could be 2010's Green Lantern um, with Ryan Reynolds. Surely they won't do that again though. Like Marvel know how to do their own in-universe space stuff. Um, And there's a lot of stuff going on there at the minute. Uh, Like Nick Fury's in space. Thor and the Guardians are there. Uh, the Eternals, some of them took off into space at the end. So, and, and, I mean, like, we, we got Celestials the, confirmed. We have seen the Nova Corps already in the first Guardians of the Galaxy movie. We have. And then Xandar was like obliterated by Thanos. Um, and I think the Russos said that Nova is in that fight at the end of Endgame. Oh, is he? Like that? Uh, no, I don't know whether they're just fucking with people, but it's yeah. an odd thing to do. Uh, well, yeah, apparently he shows up somewhere, but no one has found him. Right. And I mean, it's it's one of those where, like, if there is presence, you could throw him in. But it's, as look, as I said, Spider-Man in space, it, all Kevin Feige has to do is walk in and pitch that and be like, now give me $50 million and we're going to make a series and yeah. we'll see what happens. Exactly. Like, and it, it's something we definitely, I, I, I feel it'll be a series rather than, uh, film um, because I don't I don't think they would risk a film on a character that is brand new really weird buy-in after Eternals did as as made as much as, as little not as little but after Eternals performed the way it did I reckon they would go the series route before a film do you think he'd either appear first in Secret Invasion with the Skrulls or in Guardians 3? I think he might show up in Thor Love and Thunder. I see most of them are set in space now. So you could, and like Captain Marvel sequel is coming out. Like Yeah, like there's there's a there's an, a route in so many films for him to show up in. Um but I I like I don't know, I like him being the as the last survivor of like a police force. I'd love if he was just like, I don't know, this isn't comic accurate, if he was just going around as like a a bounty hunter kind of thing and he interacts with like the Guardians and them. Oh, that'd be good, yeah. Like a Boba Fett. Like, like a, a Mandalorian Like a Mandalorian. Series. A Mandalorian. Get Tyke in. He'll write it. Just, he's, yeah, 
He's not doing nothing else. What's he doing? Nothing. Who's your man who did the first Iron Man? He's doing nothing these days. <laughs> Get him who in. Who didn't tour one? Get him in. <laughs> he I think he's busy. <laughs> I think he's being Poirot. <laughs> the, um, no, look, I, I really like uh, Nova as a character. So th- this is good news as far as I'm mm, concerned. Yeah, I'm not I, concerned I, I, about it. Yeah, look, I, I'm really excited to see if we hear any more like casting. Who, but this is like the first step of they have the writer for Moon Knight. He's moving on. This is the next thing they're working on. They're already moving forward. Yeah. Um, speaking of, and I feel like there's a bit of Marvel news this week, but I think it's because it's been so DC heavy for the last few weeks with the yeah. Batman coming out that Marvel have now like they've been slowly leaking out a few bits of news with their projects because the Batman has kind of owned everything for the last month yeah um, and early reviews for Morbius are in and it is not oh, good I was meant to actually <laughs> bring that up is I, was, I didn't have a news story because like what are you meant to say like the reviews are bad but like terrible I mean like, it's just it's kind of funny though if we're all honest with ourselves it's absolutely hilarious mm. like people are saying oh it's not as good as Venom 1 yeah, and it's like that Venom one is not great. Let's like, be honest. Like that is not a high bar. It's not yeah. like, oh, that was world record attempts. That was. Mm, mm. But apparently, like all of the you know all the trailers, and it's like, oh, here's the Daily Bugle with Black Cat news, and here's Spider Man spray painted on the wall. Apparently, all of that is cut for <laughs> in like the main run of the film. There's a tiny bit at the end, maybe. But, Jar- but Jared Leto is acting. He's so... He's, he's an actor, Sean. But, oh, but is he, though? Because apparently he's, like, he's not likeable. Uh, CGI is a mess. I could have uh, told you he wasn't likeable. <laughs> that was before they turned the cameras on. <laughs> he's been unlikable from day one, as far as I'm concerned. He's the most actoring actor. And he tells you, I'm acting. I'm serious right now. But he's been in, like, one good movie. Ah, what are you talking about? He's name acting. two good Jared Leto movies. Actually, right. name three. Because he has two Oscars, so I was going to... two Oscars, yeah, yeah, so uh, probably best not to... (laughs) I mean, the third one has to be Suicide Squad. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) But he's an actor's actor. No, he was in Dallas Buyers Club, uh, American Psycho. uh, Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. And then Zack Snyder's Justice League right at the end. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Jared, one of the old favourites of this show. Anyone who's listened to for a while know how we feel about Jared. Just don't be nice like to your co-stars. You're at work. Yeah, just yeah, just fucking do your job. <laughs> don't be mean to people. <laughs> don't slap people in the face. That's not did, on you. That's did not you on you. Did you see the clip of uh, Robert Pattinson? That he was talking about uh, people who are like getting the character. They're always yeah. You never hear that about people who are nice. It's always assholes it's that they're always, always in character on set. Yeah, he hit the nail on the head. <laughs> like, yeah, like if you were playing like a saint, be nice to people. Yeah, just you don't have to be in character all the time. But if if you're a murderer who's like a dickhead, you're always like mean to the crew. It's like. Come on, dude. Just be nice Turn to the lads holding this. Like, <laughs> lad holding the boombox didn't do anything to you. Yeah. The boombox, the boom mic. <laughs> it's fine. If he's holding the boombox, he's gone wrong. Um, Sean, speaking of Marvel, as I mentioned, uh, yeah. we, before we got into Morbius, what a, what a movie. Um, <laughs> it's that Daredevil. Oh. He has reportedly landed a reboot at Marvel Studios. Now, this story is a few weeks old. I think this happened like a fortnight, but of course, whenever they go that we haven't got to talk about it. And I was yeah. really excited to hear what your thoughts were on Daredevil reportedly landing a reboot. I'm really excited about it. Like, is anyone surprised, though? Like, I thought as soon as he came back, 
in No Way Home. I'm like, oh, okay, they're they're running with Daredevil again. Great. And it's Charlie Cox as Daredevil. Which, Love it. I mean, I think there would have been the same kind of vibes as when if or if they recast Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. I think yes. people just are just associate that character with that person. And it's kind of like, hmm, don't really like that. Be like if the recast like Black Widow. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. wait. <laughs> but that's the other person who plays them. What are you talking about? That's it. Like, and like the, it, if it's a reboot, because the, all the Netflix Marvel stuff that recently got added to Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, so that's going to give people like a primer of that character. The reboot then kind of gives them the freedom to make that stuff even less canon than it currently is. Mm. Because, like, New York is built on dragon bones in that series. That's a bit weird and wild. So I think they might amend some of Daredevil's history in the MCU in a reboot series. In my head, they just look at what they did with Iron Fist and they go, no. And then it's got, we're just going to do Jessica Jones and we're going to do Daredevil. And that's it. I would leave it at that. Yeah, keep Jessica Jones season one. That's probably the best season. Yeah. Uh, and Daredevil season keep all the seasons but like yeah. cut out a lot of the bullshit that's in between it <laughs> in season 2 episode 9 to 30 just get rid of them yeah um, and up until that point it's fine just uh, half of season 2 with uh, Punisher did you see all the tweets and it was um, oh people turning on like Daredevil and Jessica Jones expecting family friendly Marvel content again <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's an interesting follow-up, is that they're talking that it will be PG-13 if they, like, it's a reboot, so it's going to be PG-13, which is weird to do, because they're hardly going to throw it on top of the previous season. So when this comes out, it's Daredevil Season 1, I would assume, rather than Daredevil Season 4, but that doesn't make any sense. But they can't go from... All like rated to PG thirteen. No, that's going to be really, really weird. But like, there's character. There, it's weird because there are characters that have carried over um, from like because Mahershala Ali in Luke Cage, he was playing Diamondback. Yeah, but now he's playing Blade. But Wilson uh, Fisk is now in the MCU, and he has said Vincent D'Onofrio has said that it's the same character mm. from Daredevil, and then you have the character of Night Nurse. Uh, is it Claire Temple? Night Nurse, anyway. Rosario played, Dawson. Rosario Dawson, but played by, um, in Doctor Strange, um, played by, her name escapes me. She's a very, very good actor. Uh, <laughs> hang on. On the fly Google here, Night Nurse Marvel. Uh, we were bound to forget one name. We had, we'd rattled off five in a row. It was it was guaranteed. We were doing really well, and I yeah, knew yeah. I didn't know her name. Oh, uh, right. but I kept. I you were kept you were relying to. on me, and I I respect that. But you should know better. Who was night nurse in MCU? Rachel McAdams. That's oh, her name. Jesus Christ! Rachel McAdams yes. in the MCU. Uh, it's always so, the obvious ones. It's always <laughs> yeah. I, I thought of every name except Rachel McAdams. Uh, but like, they, they, there's a lot of stuff that they have to reconcile if they want those same versions of those characters. So I think a reboot is probably the cleanest way of doing it and just do it kind of from the start, breeze through Daredevil's first year and then just see what he does in the MCU. From I don't know on. if I like that. I really don't. And but like leave the Netflix stuff up so people get a primer on the character. But I, 
I don't think you can do that. Like, if you have Charlie Cox's Daredevil, that happened to him those three years. And they're very good character-building things. True. Very true. How do you feel about Loki? Because yeah. Loki, our Loki died. And then true. this is a new Loki. So that it's, a mul- it's a multiverse Daredevil, is what you're saying. Uh, yeah, maybe that's a better way of thinking of it. That it's still, this, it's ostensibly the same. But okay, just, I, I can get on the, I can get on board with that a little bit more rather than if that's just the same human being and he's not talking about like all the shit we've seen him go through and we had to then do redo, do, redo, redo the same character beats over the whole first season that we yeah. did over the previous seasons and he has to learn to trust his friends and stop being such like a, a hard-headed dickhead like or me and Punisher maybe we're not so different you know what I mean um, yeah it's I, would you get John Bernthal back as the Punisher for I the PG thirteen? So. I uh, see. I don't think. I don't think you should do Punisher PG thirteen because it's just. It's not the character. No. Like, and Punisher's a tough character to do at the best of times because he is not a hero. He is not a good person. Yeah, and it's uh, just because we love that actor and he's so good in the role. Yeah, he captures yeah. the role amazingly. So I'd love to see him in it, but I don't think you should do a sanitized version. The Punisher should be over the top and, and like borderline disgusting with the way he acts and behaves. And so then my follow-up question is the rest of the cast. Are we bringing them all back? Are I, we- oh, man. I mean, you, I think you have to. But then it just blurs the lines even further, you know? <laughs> it's so confusing because if it, it's a reboot, fully reboot, but it's the same lead actor. I've never seen a reboot with the same lead actor. No, the one. Actually, there's one that I can think of, and it's Sam Raimi's Evil Dead. Oh, yeah, okay. So Evil Dead came out and it was a low-budget horror movie. Did quite well. So Evil Dead 2 is a remake of Evil Dead 1 with the same cast. <laughs> but it's the same story. Okay, so we've got one. But one I mean, example. That is, that is so weird to do that. And it, like do the same cast. Everyone's the exact same. All acting the exact same. But it's a reboot. Yeah, unless you... Like, because... It's, it's very strange. Because presumably they're... like. Matt Murdock has always existed in the MCU up to the point that we see him in Spider-Man No Way Home. Because mm. you can't it's, even... Can you use the multiverse excuse? No, it hasn't happened yet. No, hasn't happened at that point. Uh, so, like, that is that is Matt Murdock. Clearly has all the skills of Daredevil because he catches that brick and we see that. Um, clearly is a lawyer. Clear, I, like clearly is blind as well. That's another. <laughs> that's another fact about Daredevil. Uh, <laughs> Someone write that down. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Remember that. So, did he go through all of the events that Netflix Daredevil went through, but just a PG thirteen version of them? Oh, there was some bits like season one with those chains when he gets absolutely ripped oh, to shreds. Man, like that man should be dead five times over. <laughs> but the. Like, or like at the end when he fucking beats Wilson Fisk in, like in an alley, like oh, it's. But he only kicks him a few times. This do one. do we just say then that this series is just going to be the future events of Daredevil following on from Spider Man No Way Home? I I think the simplest, cleanest way to do it is to just be like, we come in on year seven or some shit. All yeah. that stuff happened, but it's like five years ago. And we, he's just an older daredevil who's been in the job for years. I guess, yeah, I guess that's the best way of doing it. 
But then how do you explain the fact that New York collapsed when Iron Fist punched the Dragon Ball? I think, now Sean, I think it's really important to remember the Defenders was shit. Yes. And I think they've looked at that and they've said, that shit, we're not going to do that or even pretend we remember that happened. So they're, okay, so it's the... Let's pick and choose. Yeah. And look, I'm willing to forgive that because the ending of that series of The Defenders is just Iron Fist being told, if you punch this wall, it'll set off the destruction of New York and him going, I'll never punch the wall. And then the bad person, like then the villain standing in front of the wall going, bet you can't punch me. (laughs) And him going, oh no. (laughs) But doesn't all of the rubble fall on Daredevil? It does. And Elektra. (laughs) And he dies, yeah. Yeah. So, well, no, that, that's before season three of Daredevil, though. That yeah, that's yeah. But but that still must have happened to him. <laughs> I think you're getting too nitpicky. I they addressed like that in season three. Looked, uh, Danny Rand's I can't stress this enough. Danny Rand's Iron Fist has been looked at, and Kevin Feige says, "Get that shit out of my office." He wouldn't last five seconds. Just everyone gets the call, like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, and poor Danny Rand is just sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. He sees tr- all the Instagram posts. We're doing the three members of the Defenders. <laughs> yes, and introducing Mark Ruffalo as no. Iron Fist. No, they're like, we've got a new member, and he's like sitting beside the phone, like, oh, they have to. We're announcing the fourth member of the Defenders for the upcoming series. Stick. Oh, for <laughs> fuck's sake! It's Nova. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> a character you've never heard of. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, it's it's Shang Chi. Why not? Uh, he's I around. Mean, look, I yeah, I I I'm really excited that Charlie Cox is coming back. I mean, I think he's excellent in the role, and I, I hope they do well. If this isn't very good, don't worry. There's the previous three seasons, and what half of that one of those seasons is really bad. So I mean, <laughs> what's the difference? <laughs> Yeah, I, look, it'll just be nice to see Daredevil interact with the MCU characters, which is something that everyone always wanted from those Netflix series, is more connection to the films. I think they just wanted Spider-Man and Daredevil to be in the yeah. same room. Yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's just a really cool team-up that happens all the time in the movies, or yeah. sorry, in the comics, and it's a built-in, they both protect New York in certain areas, and they're both good people. And they normally get along quite well. Yeah, they have this like real like a very deep respect for each other. Yeah, and it would be lovely to see that. Um, and bring back Danny Rand. I hope he's the leader of the Avengers. Uh, uh, okay, so bring back the dude who played Danny Rand. Maybe give him some martial arts training this time. No, no, this, no, no. He's worse. He's he has even to figure worse. it out himself on the day. <laughs> <laughs> he's he, one guy at a time and he struggles with the one that's what I want from Danny Rand master um, of kung fu <laughs> Shang-Chi is like walking him through to throw a punch <laughs> and this is a kick <laughs> oh and if I punch a wall do I ruin New York yeah okay yeah, I'll every do that time. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to our next bit of live action movie news Sean because oh. we have an animated TV show from the 80s and oh. 90s is oh. being redone in a live action movie. That is Voltron. Gorilla. Oh, okay. <laughs> Voltron, Sean. Voltron? I, want, yes. I, I don't remember any of Voltron. I watched it a lot as a kid. I had a Voltron back in the day. I, I, I was more Power Rangers. I had the Megazord. Were. 
You had the Megas. We couldn't have been friends, clearly. Uh, okay. But this is awful. This is immediately <laughs> awful. I like how you went, okay, and then immediately talk about it. Because, uh, one, they they remade the car- the Voltron cartoon like five years ago. Yeah, like 2011 at all. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah, five years ago, 2011. Yeah, five years ago. That was, uh, was 2017. <laughs> but then, like, now they have to do transforming, like, robots and yeah. big robot fights yeah. on a TV budget. But not, not like no. back in the day where they had miniatures and lads in suits. They're going to have to CGI this. No, 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 no. I'm, it's a live-action movie. Oh, I thought it was a TV show. Oh, no, show. no, no. It's a movie shot. It's a live-action oh. Voltron movie. Oh, well, this and, is awful. And, and it's being done by the Red Notice director. Um, right. So the director of Red Notice will be helming it. And what they're doing currently at the minute is they are... Putting up for a bit of a bidding war with uh, several studios who are all bidding to get the rights to this, including Warner Brothers, Universal and Amazon, who are said to be leading the, fa- the pack. Um, now, it's interesting that Netflix aren't involved due to the fact that, I mean, Red Notice was on Netflix. Yeah, so I thought that. I, I, I don't really know, but it's Rawson Marshall Turber is the name of the director. He's going to write and direct it. Um, sorry, co-write and direct it. And it's one of those where it's a movie that reminds me heavily of the Power Rangers movie that came out a few years ago. Just going to bring this up. Even, even though the, the Power Rangers, I suppose, was live action when it came out, but it has the same vibe to me. Yeah, like yeah, and I think there would be the same level of care put into it. Like, and for reference. Uh, another animated adaptation, I think around 2011 as well. Uh, do you remember Dragon Ball Evolution? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's like Dragon Ball is Toei, which is the same company as Voltron is from. Yeah. yeah. So they could learn all the lessons in the world or it could be exactly as good as Dragon Ball Evolution. I hope it's as the same level. Do you though? Are no. you going to watch this anyway? Like, um, look, I feel like to me, as as a Power Rangers kid, um, mm. to me, I'm like, why are all those robots joining together? That's what the Megazord does. But <laughs> I mean, at the same time, we have a lot of movies these days. Giant robots fighting each other is just—it's got to be pretty cool, surely. I mean, yeah, but surely we have enough of those good movies, though. Mm. Like, and this is like this is going to be giant robots in space, I suppose. But like. Transformers isn't that good. <laughs> it's going to be Transformers, basically. It's go- They're basically going to make Transformers, and I, d- I think it will be modelled off of those Transformers movies, which is the issue. I can see why those studio would want to do this. Like, Voltron is Transformers and technically, like, Power Rangers, so, like, you have someone that controls each one, and then you get to cast five actors instead of... Just one actor? It's that, like, you need yeah. five Shires for the price of one for each member of the robot. But we learn things about the characters and the robots throughout the cor- the run of the series. Yeah. I don't know if we can fast track all of that in what will be an hour and 45 minute film. <laughs> but did you not feel connected to Shia and Bumblebee? Not particularly. Mm. What uh, about them? But that multiplied by five. Yeah. Imagine just a load of people you don't care about flying into terrible-looking space. 
<laughs> I think this could make money. This is going to make lots of money. I think this is one of the last IPs left that still has that weird intersection of childhood nostalgia and not having a live action movie. Are they yet. running out? I, I, what's left? What, like... Like there's a bunch of anime, but like no, like they're not going to touch that. Sure, no, they're scared. They're scared to touch that. Yeah, so like maybe it is like McGill Gorilla and like the old Hanna Barbera stuff because they are also doing He Man. He, he, he's he's getting a live action as well. Yeah, so I don't know Captain Caveman. That would mm. be actually I would watch a Captain Caveman Captain live action. Planet hasn't got a live action yet. Oh, that's a very good point. And we John Cena should play Captain Planet. We need him now more than ever, to be honest. You know, we do. I think maybe it's too real. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah. like it's too close to the bone at this point. <laughs> the movie is literally Captain Planet comes back. He's like, don't worry, kids, we'll save it. And then someone looks at their phone going, ah, it's too late. <laughs> We're it's too late. This doomsday clock is fucking ticking on by. What if he comes back and he's just like, it's just like 90 minutes. Of the like the original voice actor for Captain Planet just talking to the audience, being like, "I fuck." We had a TV show made to warn we, you. About we this. told you, motherfuckers. We fucking told you. We entertained you and we educated you. Did you hear that we, tune? We had a serious old tune on it, and nobody listened. He just goes around like walking around the beach, just pointing at plastic that's everywhere. <laughs> What's that? What's going on there? <laughs> What are you talking? Tell me now. Tell me. Give me the excuse you're going to come up with now. What the fuck is this? Picking up little pieces of plastic, like to you at home. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's like, I'm sorry, guys. Are you going to do anything about this, or yeah. should I just turn back into five kids? So, sorry. Just- um, I didn't realize I you told me to go fuck myself because what the fuck is this on the beach, huh? Just lads, you've ruined it. You've ruined it for everyone. Did and you just put that bottle in the normal bin? Oh, for f- oh, it's not. Geez. It's not hard, Jerry. Oh, it's not hard. <laughs> you've just beaten normal people. You're yeah, like you're either fucking ignorant or you're just fucking thick. Jerry's <laughs> <laughs> like, sorry, I just had a tough day at work. Well, that's not a fucking excuse, Jerry. Right, we've Jerry, all had tough days. Do you know what I've been doing? Do you know what I've been doing for twenty? Do you see that doomsday clock? I'm up to me fucking eyeballs in stress here, Jerry. We have like what one second left on. I'm the lad holding that back. Okay, <laughs> now you go back to your fucking job at the ice cream factory, Jerry, and your, you tell the you, your you shitty tell, little job with your <laughs> shitty little friends who are killing me, Jerry. You're killing me. Sorry, Soren. What what do you do? Oil refinery. You work at the oil refinery. Oh, lads. <laughs> it's like rubbing his temples. Oh, lads. He just goes, fuck it, just to, like, shut it down, start some forest fires. <laughs> he, he he stabs Smokey the Bear in the chest. Oh, man. I, look, I'm not saying Voltron might work, but I feel like a Captain Planet live action of that might actually work better. Just a really disgruntled and jaded Captain like, Planet. He's just pissed off. Like He, he tried his best, but we're fucked. Um, uh, look, I don't think Voltron will work. I will probably watch this and be like, oh, this is awful. But I'll enjoy myself watching it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to finish off Movie Mondays this week mm-hmm. having a chat about The Batman. Oh. Now, it's a little known movie that we've been talking about non-stop, it feels like, for months. Um, but during the week, Matt Reeves, the director, dropped a little bit of a clip. I don't know oh, if you've yeah. seen it, Sean. I did see this and I thought, Connor's going to hate this. <laughs> Um, so, ba- the Batman meets Barry Keoghan's Joker um, in a deleted scene, which Matt Reeves did, uh, released, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't quite remember. But it's basically a scene that was in the original movie, and then they cut it out.
out of the film itself and now they're releasing it now so we can all see Barry as the Joker, Sean. I thought it was important we covered this as Barry's biggest fans. Um, yeah, patron saint of the podcast, Barry Keown. Mm, um, uh, I, I, actually, I was reading some like, in an Irish magazine this week. They were like, we're just more proud of him because he doesn't actually know anyone in Hollywood. He's not, like, there's no nepotism. He's just somehow yeah. the Joker. <laughs> and he's just some Irish lad. Yeah, he's just one. He's just like excelled and wandered into success. It's great. <laughs> we don't even know what to do. We're like, wait, he's, his uncle isn't famous right now. He's just... He just wanted to be an actor and now he's the Joker. It's fucking weird. It's fucking mad. It's just, it's like, it's the current Colin Farrell effect. It's just like, he just kind of came from nothing and <laughs> just became a great actor. Um, so, Sean, I wanted to ask you your opinion. You've seen the clip, I'm assuming. I think it's like four minutes long. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Barry Keown's Joker meeting Pattinson's Batman? I, first off, I'm glad this wasn't in the film. Uh, yes. Because I think it just it's 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 too much. It's and it's a weird narrative, and it kind of draws focus. Um, in terms of him as the Joker, I like the look that they've gone for. It's much more kind of disfigurement that they've gone for. Like his, he he's got like he looks like a man that fell into a vat of chemicals, basically. Uh, like his skin is peeling off. He's losing hair. His mouth's all fucked. Um, so I like that stuff. I, I'm, I'm amazed they let him keep the accent. Like he's so but, Irish. But I think there's a little bit of an accent there. Like I think Barry's going for something, but it's. I think we're just probably more sensitive. Our ears we're are more. Up like, on it. Yeah, there, there, there's there is a bit of a lull, an Irish tinge in what he's saying. Yeah, I and. I is think it a hate crime if the Joker has Irish accent with that green hair? I, 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 well, I, there is a comic panel where Joker says he's Irish, so maybe. Ah, <laughs> oh, the bastard. <laughs> um, but look, I, I'm not sure how I feel about that relationship that they have. I like the idea of um, Batman speaking with the Joker, but I like that after 10 years of them knowing each other. I don't like that in year two. Um, yeah, I think I kind of fall around the same. I'm like, it's a really cool idea. And it's something that we've seen in the comic books loads of times that, I mean, you've got this fucked up character, whoever is murdering the Riddler in this movie. But it could be anybody. So there's somebody going around murdering people around Gotham. Batman is like, who's the most fucked up person I know? And he goes like, criminal minds him. Like, he's like, okay, well, who's the person that could get into his head the most? Yeah. he knows the Joker, so he goes and has a chat with him. I really liked that it was like, oh, it's our anniversary. And it wasn't mentioned what happened. It's just assumed that this is what yeah, happened. Yeah, it's quite like Clarice and Hannibal Lecter kind of yeah, a deal. basically. And and I love that idea that Joker is just, he's just trapped there. And Batman comes to him and is like, do you know anything about this? Because you're the most fucked up person I've ever met. And yeah. so what what does this guy mean? Um, I once again it's it's one of those where like it's kind of like a pre-joker he's not full joker yet um he's he's kind of like halfway there as i said they're both in their first year so they're they're both that's, babies you know what that's true as well yeah so like i can totally see like that joker in like uh you know a purple and green tailored suit that's gonna look really fucked up and weird and i love yeah. that yeah um now this kind of all comes back to the point of, and I've talked about in our the Batman review, is I didn't want the Joker anywhere near this movie or any, yeah. near, anywhere near this property. 
The issue is, I feel like the Joker's going to be maybe the villain in the third movie. I hope it's not the fucking second movie, Jesus Christ. Don't, yeah, um, don't do that. Let him have some build. I'm fine with having him escape in the second movie. Uh, like at the end there's a breakout at Arkham that's all that's announced and you just hear laughter over the credits or whatever yeah like I like because then it would be once the trilogy is finished it'd be the Joker was this shadow that was looming the whole time and I think retroactively that would be quite cool do you know what's an even cooler idea and I don't think they'll do it because I think they're like the money is just too strong never let them get out just have them in Arkham. And we come into Batman Pattinson again, and if he's caught him again, just off screen, and he's done some real oh, fucked wow. up shit. And so, like, Joker's just constantly in Arkham, but we, he just never gets out. But he's just always in every movie for at least 60 seconds. That's a very good point. I have a couple of follow-ups. Uh, number one, do you think he'll show up in Gotham PD or the Arkham series that they're planning? Um, I think he will. I think okay. Barry is the perfect level. Not to say like Barry is not, um, but I think if you cast Heath Ledger, he's too big to appear in that. Or yeah. like Jack Nicholson, he's not gonna fucking appear in a streaming server. Barry, we respect. Barry, Barry knows he's the Joker. He's gonna put in work. So yeah, yeah, if yeah. they ask him to be in like a streaming series, he's gonna be in that. Um, yeah, he's and, kind of on board with that. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing as well, that if they want to get this off the ground, you can show Joker in one of those series. I You could even show him in the Penguin series, or or in the Arkham series, depending on what you... I mean, the Arkham series makes more sense in some yeah. sort of way. I don't know. I, do you show Batman ca- catching him? I feel like if there's any series that deals... I think because Gotham PD is dealing with year one, is that what we... But Gotham PD heard? is no longer happening. <laughs> oh fuck it's not no shit because <laughs> they changed it to the penguin yeah and then the arkham series right okay so then yeah maybe the arkham series opens up with joker being brought in for the first time and then it's like <gasps> a time jump or just something copy like the that. just copy the just arkham, copy arkham asylum yes yeah. please just that- have batman bringing them in and just see all these weird characters and then you're then batman leaves and then you are just in arkham yeah, and then you get to experience that. I on your escape theory uh, that he gets out in between movies and then just is caught again. If you look, if you watch the scene, Batman hands him the file. Yes, there's paper clips on it. When he hands it back, the paper clips are gone. Mm. So I think there might genuinely be like, oh, Joker got out in between movies. I mean, you but could then, go. On. I then if there's a time jump between the next one your theory of him just breaking out in between movies every time, that has merit. And I love that idea now that you've said it. Like, he's, he just keeps breaking out, but we just never, ever get to see him. But Batman's like, that guy's fucked. But, like, there's other fucked people in Arkham as well that just yeah. keep getting out. Um, and it would be so cool if he was just... He was there, but he wasn't there. Like, the jo- you could still get away with having the Joker in the movie, but, like, you've got Clayface... And you've you've got Two Face, and you've got you've got like Man Bat. They're all just around the place. They they're the ones causing the crimes. What if in the third movie, right? So yeah, do the thing, and then yeah, pe- other people are doing crime. Joker is breaking out, going, being put back in, everything like that. In the third movie, Joker is causing crime around Gotham. Right? He's 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 making a menace of himself, uh, worse than ever before. 
And then Bruce goes to see what happened at Arkham. How do you get out? And Joker is sitting there in a cell on his own. And it's revealed that it's Clayface who's outside and operating as the Joker. You've played Arkham City. I Uh, I mean, I have. You're just doing the Arkham games. I have a follow-up that we could just copy off uh, Under the Red Hood. Um, what all you have to do is you get to the third movie. Batman is running through criminals still, and everyone's in ter- like everyone's terrified of him. In that movie, um, Black Mask, he mm-hmm. is very ang- angry. Well, he's he's angry at Red Hood in the movie, but you could literally switch it and go, nobody can stop this Batman guy. We need to get somebody to stop this fucking Batman guy. Nobody can get up. Who knows somebody to go? I think the Joker could be the one to get him out. So Black Mask or whoever, you fill in the gap breaks out the penguin in this situation breaks out Joker and is like okay you're going to work with me and we're going to work together to take the the Batman and then of course the storyline is the Joker can't be trusted and he's going to just kill everyone he doesn't give a shit the Joker doesn't want to defeat Batman he just wants he wants to be entertained so he's going to kill all the Joker's henchmen there's a great scene in that Under the Red Hood movie where like he asks for a glass of water yeah. and like you have black masks all his goons are in the room like all the guys with the guns and he just breaks the glass of water and he just slices like three necks and he just starts laughing and he's just like oh what are we going to do we're going to kill the Batman okay cool let's go <laughs> let's do it but I'm going to do what I want yeah, yeah. like that would totally work um, so like there are ways to use him but I'm <laughs> I think the studio might feel that the Joker is the only Batman villain that people really know. Like, that everyone knows and has the most appeal. Um, I think Matt Reeves has said it's not necessarily true that the Joker will be the villain in the second one. He hasn't written it yet. Mm. But I think the studio are going to push for just Joker, especially with Barry Keown as the actor. They're going to push for Joker as much as possible. It would be serious balls to hold out until the third one. Just like not to, like just to show him a little bit. Like, yeah. Like he doesn't have to not be in the second one. Like he can be in the movie, but he's not the main villain and he's not the side villain. He's just, he's just still in Arkham until he gets out. And he's just like a tick of time bomb. You just know. And then the last trailer or like the trailer for the third movie. I've already planned the trailer for the third movie. Here. <laughs> but the trailer for the third movie is literally you just put the laugh in there. And you go, oh, Joker's okay, the this that's one. what they're doing. Cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think scenes like this are cool um, and they're they're nice to see. And just, I, I watched it and I was like, I'm really, I'm proud of Barry because first and foremost, fair folks to Barry, get that get that paycheck, get that work. Get Good that ba- paycheck. There's the Irish guy who's the Joker. So fucking hell, that's cool. And Druig. And Druig. But at the same time, I didn't really want Joker anywhere near this because I just felt like they'd done everything they could. Um, So what I want is now I'm like tentative. I'm like, I want a little bit more, but don't have him like be the whole movie. I I can't take another like Dark Knight. Just have like, because if you do it, it's just going to be the Dark Knight. Like people are going, this is just the Dark Knight. It's going to draw comparisons from the Dark Knight. What if... They did. They announced that Joker's the villain for the second movie, right? But then they announce we're giving it an R rating. <laughs> Will that affect your decision at all? Um, no. I, I, I think I still would say that's. A, I don't like that idea. I think I can understand why that would be cool. I think yeah. that's a cool. But I just feel like why would you? You're killing yourself. Like, let's do a sequel to a great Batman first movie, and let's have the Joker be the villain. 
and we're going to do that whole plot of the Joker like why would you be like yeah let's d- copy off one of the best movies of all time and let's do yeah. the same thing and just like make comparisons really easy that is a very good point but what if we had Bane in the third one <laughs> I don't understand why would you do that you're literally just shooting yourself a bored feet just be like <laughs> let's copy the same movie again but we'll make it because we couldn't possibly do the same thing so we'll make it slightly worse and ultimately that'll make this movie look terrible in comparison yeah, you're, you're, so what I'm getting from this is Connor, you don't want the Joker as the villain in the second movie no. maybe even at all <laughs> I don't want them to, as, yeah I don't, to be honest I, if they can do the whole trilogy without having the Joker as the villain I think that'd be really funny and also kind of <laughs> cool um, but at the same time I'm like okay just don't do it with the second one at least you'll skip yeah. Dark Knight like comparisons if you just wait until the third one even just to do it yeah what if they did Scarecrow second how would you feel about that <sighs> I think I think that's pretty good, but th- once again, like there's so many cool villains. Like I think they should do a Mister Freeze in the second. Really? Like, I think Mister Freeze should be the but like proper, but not ice to see you, Batman. No, Mr. no, Freeze. no. But like, would 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 that character exist in this universe? Do you think? I think you have a scientist who's trying to save his wife, and you have Pattinson who's like you're either on the side of good or you're on the side of evil, and this is a big grey area that he doesn't like because this guy's stealing just to try and save his own wife. It's true. Okay, yeah, I do. Yeah, because they, yeah, they did lean heavily into things can be blurred in the first. You do Heart of Ice, but just as a whole movie. <laughs> what? Oh, what if they just call it Heart of Ice? Yes, and and then like you, I don't know. Who Holy shit! Because what? Gotham's flooded, my dude. Yeah, it's flooded. There's ice everywhere. Or there's possibilities for ice everywhere. Set it a winter. Set it a winter. Set it a Gotham winter. Gotham Freeze is over. Got Holy it. shit. Like, it's all there. You have Mr. Freeze. The movie ends. And I mean, if they don't end it this way, I'm not... I'm fine. But like, the movie ends where Freeze's wife, she's healed. She's good. But he's not with her. And as this, the show, the Batman series ends, like you have Freeze outside looking in as she's yeah. like in a happy relationship with somebody else. And he's like, I literally like committed so many crimes to I bring her back to life. For you. <laughs> yeah. And she just immediately left him because she's like, I don't know who you are anymore. Like the man I was with before I went into my coma, I said this man at all. Like you've gotten yeah. pure evil. I mean, it's a fair point. It is a fair point. That could work. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. They're, they've not explored a tenth of the great Batman villains that there are. So it would be nice if we didn't just get Joker straight away. Um, as a scene, I think it's quite neat. <laughs> just on the one scene, it's neat. Nice to see it. Let's just leave it. Let's, Let's leave it at I, that. I hope they release a few more deleted scenes because I don't. I think it's just nice to just have them there. They don't even have to be in the film. No, and they don't have to be canon. Like, that's why they were deleted, you know? Yeah. So just, just nice little vignettes of what Batman the movie's got like, up to. The, the original movie was like four hours long. There's got, there's got like another 50 of these. So yeah, yeah. That they could so just yeah, release. it's just going to draw it out further if, if you kept adding them in. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for this week's Movie Monday, Sean. What, what a week of movie news, Connor. Mm. Um, would you like me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Movie Mondays. We will be back on Wednesday with Weird News Wednesday, then Friday with Hero Zero, and then next Monday uh, with another episode of Movie Mondays. As mentioned, we do have a Patreon, patreon.com slash Heroes for Hire podcast. And if you want to support us over there, that's a really good way to help out the show. You also get a shout out. Um, so massive thanks goes out to Waffles, professional ghost killer. Uh, it's a difficult job, but someone's got to do it. 
Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe Burney, Roisin the Wife Palmer, Ryan Wright Time Evanson, Sean Groyer Mofer Broad Jamieson, Dominic, Josiah Florida Gal Green, Anna Helmroos, Lil Dicky, the lads turned their stories into motion pictures and made millions, McGrew, Danny McLaughlin, Ray, I can't believe Wanda did this, Sammy DeLucia, and Michelle Brown. Thank you all for the continued support. You're all amazing. Hope you enjoy the X-Men review that goes up tomorrow. Um it's it's a movie I saw a lot, so it was nice to talk about it on the show. Um, but other ways to support the show, as mentioned, we do have a merch store, and that is heroesforhire.ie forward slash shop, I'll have <gasps> you all know. Oh my god. So head on over there if you want t-shirts and hoodies and all that kind of good stuff. Other ways then, Twitter is at heroesforhirepod, the four is number four. Facebook is Detective Development's Discussion Group or Heroes for Hire podcast on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is Heroes for Hire podcast. And the best way to ever help out the show is to tell one human being that we exist. Just the one, please. And I think that's about it, Colin. I think so. So I've been Colonel Alder. I've been Sean Peter. I shall see you all next week. Bye. Bye. 